Welcome to our second episode of What's a Christian Anyways, where we are redefining vocabulary for our faith. Uh, we're starting off with trying to find our footing, and so we're talking about some very, very big concepts. Uh, but I am Jason, and I am no longer a pastor. And I'm Kevin, and I am still a pastor. <laughs> but we both enjoy having these conversations. Last week, we talked about what is truth. Uh, Kevin defined it as God. Uh, I defined it as that which always is. And then we kind of saw where it went. Uh, we are figuring out a better, our, we're finding our footing with our formatting. And so today's question is, we are going to be defining God. What is God anyways? And I think that it is important that we uh, say that we are using the capital G God. Uh, in our modern language, uh, we have a distinction between capital G and lowercase g. And we're going to be starting off, instead of giving our definitions, let's take a little bit of time to talk about what are definitions we find that other people have, sometimes majority of people have, and why are they difficult? So, Kevin, you can get started with that, because I feel like you are ready to dig in. Okay. I don't think God is an all-powerful, all-knowing always present deity who can do and say and act however he wants. Oh, that is crazy. Okay, we might have a conflicting definition already, but mm -hmm. so I will say I think that the two definitions that I find most people have for God is God is the most powerful Zeus on a mountain, mm -hmm. right? So I think a lot of people think about God like they think about Zeus, like some old man up on a mountain flinging uh, lightning bolts. The mm -hmm. other definition I think that most people have of God is the force from Star Wars. Right. I think most people, when they talk about God, when the way they, the way that they talk about God, I'm like, you might as well just be saying, may the force be with you, because that's the mentality right. that you have. All right. So now let's dig into yours. Okay. If you do not think God, then how do you define capital G God? Oh God. Okay, so I'm I'm approaching it from two different angles again. Two different um, angles. Okay. Once again, from like a more just rational, you know, let like let's think through it from a you know reasoning perspective versus theological, because uh -huh. I do think that those are two very different ways of thinking. Right. And so I want to talk about it that way. So from firstly, from a more rational kind of reasoning perspective, I think capital G God, is the tribal deity of ancient Israel uh, oh. who has now um, been adopted as the Christian deity um, through the person of Jesus Christ. That is, okay. that is my understanding of God in terms of how I view, yeah. All the other stuff, and this is why I started with my, um, what I think is kind of a spicy take. Uh, it is a spicy take. It's not that I don't think God has those capabilities. I just don't think they define who God is. Um, and I think that when we get lost in discussions of like how all of those things work, like how does omniscience work? How does omnipresence work? How is he all powerful, but also doesn't, you know, intervene, right? Like, uh -huh. I think we, we're getting lost in the sauce um, because the Bible doesn't really answer those questions either. Um, right. I feel like those are fun discussions that uh -huh. we can have. Um, however, it's not important to my definition of who God is, if that makes sense. It does. Um, it is mm -hmm. very different. <laughs> yes. Okay. I, like different. Yes. Okay. We are we are gonna come at this different. Okay. Because for me, oh wait, no, you had a second part. You had a second part to it. Oh, and then my theological understanding of God is God is love. Oh. Okay. So you are seeing the definition of God through what I would say is kind of a historical anthropological lens. And mm -hmm. then through an active lens, like what God's action is. Okay. So for me, I approach this in essentially the exact opposite way, I think. Mm -hmm. To me, the, my definition of God is God is the infinite deity. 
Um, I think that I believe that lesser gods, lowercase g, lesser deities exist. And I think the, that for me, when I read the Bible, I'm like the Bible sort of both Old and New Testament is kind of going at it with this very much like uh, assumption that we believe in lesser deities. I think right. for me, the notion of this capital G God is that if there is a greater power, right? If there is a greater power than us, or if there is a deity that has that is beyond us, then there must be a deity beyond that one, right? And mm -hmm. so on and so forth. It's kind of taking the, if Zeus does exist, then there must be Kronos. And if Kronos exists, then there must be this and that and that and right, on and right. on and on. Um, right. But at some point, the same way we talked last week about truth and about physics and all these things, that mm -hmm. God is the deity that is the infinite one, right? Like he, God is the one. Yeah, and, I, I, I would agree with the uncaused Right. Like, I think he needs to be uncaused. That's for sure. So yeah. then for you, and then for me, the part, the part of the deity that I think is important is because if it's just God is the infinite, then I think we're going into sort of like a deist. I don't know if deism is the right, but like then physics is God, right? Chemistry is God. Like right. the, the natural order of the universe could be God. But I think impersonal, the, yeah, impersonal force. Yeah. The deity for me is that there's a personal force. Okay. So those are two definitions. I want to dig into yours a little bit. So do you think that, so if God is uncaused, then is, so you're, you, what, how, okay. <laughs> do you define omniscience? So God does not know everything? He might not. Um, I think... I think this is very popular in um, open theism. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Like or like process theology, the idea that God um, can change, um, not in like a you know characteristic really nilly, way. Yeah. When I, yeah or characteristics, um, but like in the sense that he, circumstantially, he also, yeah, he yeah. also can change his mind, which I think comes from scripture too. Right. Um, I I never it never sat right with me this idea of like. Oh, like he's just asking Abraham just because, mm -hmm. you know, and then when Abraham asked, he's like, all right, fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, mm, I think we're just doing backflips to try to justify our idea of omniscience. Um, I think that's kind of where my issues with it lie, right? Like our ideas of power, our ideas of omniscience or knowledge mm -hmm. or any of this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't think God operates on the same scale. And I think Jesus came to show us that he doesn't operate in a similar uh, scale. And I think part of what Jesus did was to throw all of that on its head in the first place. So I think it's it's not something I want to do, which is to define God using um, our understandings of power and our understandings of knowledge or knowing and our understandings of all these other things. Yes, I, I, yeah. I'm supportive of that. My mm -hmm. question then, my counter of that is, then can something be bigger than God? I think he intentionally does give some extra power to human beings. Right. Um, I think that we have been given the power to uh, interact with this world and change it and claim it and subdue it. And I think that is him put like, so this is again where I don't want to offend anybody. Right. Like, I don't think that, you know, he, he needs to be the biggest, right? The infinite right right but i think he also willingly gives some responsibility and power uh to his creation yes in in the sense of like i'm going to like it's like a you know like a right. dad losing for his daughter or yeah something like so that. to me i um, think it's you know when you as you're here you're talking i think and it's mm -hmm. and it blurs into other definitions which is the whole point of this podcast right mm -hmm. which is omniscience and omnipotence is for me the ability and that ability that God has is mm -hmm. limited not by a physical limitation of God, but it is God's character, 
right? Mm -hmm. It is like technically like as a person with a body, I have the ability to like punch people, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, I could go out on the street and I could just punch people, right? right? But I do not because of my character, right? It is not who I am. It is not what I want, right? So to me, like, I think, are we on the same page on that? Like, because I feel like what you're saying is that in your interactions, a lot of people, when you talk about omniscience or omnipotence, it's like, God has to do these things, right? Yeah, and if not, then he's like, not God, right. he's bad. Whereas then, um, are we on the yeah. same page where we're like, God is capable of doing anything, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, I wanna at least say up to that. I think I'm comfortable saying up to there. Yeah. Okay. So then when you talk about this idea of tribal deity of ancient Israel, and you're referring it to mm. history, so what do you think God, or what do you believe is God's act? What, what was God doing before, before Abraham, or maybe even before Moses? So I think that it is, a, once again, spice takes, spice uh -huh. takes all around. <laughs> um, I think that ultimately it is the Jewish understanding of the creation of the mythos. Like it's hard to get away from that when you look at the lineage of Adam, right? Like right. the one good one is Seth, who who is uh -huh. the ancestor of Abraham. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, and same for Noah, right? Like it's very hard to kind of not look at God in 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 the bible and be like this is not a jewish deity like he is very jewish and i think if we remove the jewish lens from him we are missing a part of him it's the same way that like i think if jesus you know there's some people that say oh jesus could have been korean and i'm like no he couldn't have like mm -hmm. he had to have been jewish because unless you have an old testament that you know somehow retroactively rewrites re re everything in a, right. in a Korean cultural context, I don't think it's not. And so to me, that's that's why I, I have to make the emphasis that he is a Jewish tribal deity um, because he is. Um, mm. And if you do not read scripture, if you're not understanding God through that lens, right, the ways that in the ways in which the Old Testament interacts with its neighbors, right, then you are going to be in for a pretty difficult time. Right. Um, and that's, I think that's why we have such absolutely bonkers hermeneutics when it comes to some of the Old Testament verses. Right. Because people are so uncomfortable with some of the things that it says. Then is God, who is capable of being active, is God who is capable of being active in all places and all times, if we were to look at 4000 BC, right? Is God active solely in Israel, right? That's a good question, right? Yeah, like I think that we don't have any other evidence anywhere else, like unless you're going to become universalistic and say like everyone's idea of God throughout the ages is related to this tribal deity of God. But... I think I think I, I, think yeah. I believe that, and I'm not I'm not a hundred percent certain on that. I think for mm -hmm. me, my belief, right, is that God as the infinite deity is orchestrating in the entire world this relationship, right, with humans, which we'll define next week, mm -hmm. um, but chooses to reveal a certain a certain storyline of God that is essential through the tribal nation of Israel. Like, but like at that time, because even now as I explore Hindu mythology and um, like uh, native, like I'm exploring Navajo creation myth right now, right? And I'm like, there are things here where the main concepts of God are there, right? And like the idea of higher power, the idea of soul, like, you know, human, human souls, right? Like the idea of love, the idea of like 
nature and cosmos, right? That those things are there. And it kind of goes to me like the, the Romans, right? That Romans one passage that everyone likes to quote when talking about anti being anti-gay, right? But like in the context of mm -hmm. it, right? Like is like all of nature, right? All of creation testifies to the fact that the infinite deity must exist, right? And that there are certain characteristics that we can glean no matter which lineage that we're from. So I'm not necessarily sure that that's what Romans 1 says. <laughs> that's oh. another thing. Um, I think in the context of it as a letter from Paul to a very specific situation in the Roman church, uh -huh. um, I'm not entirely convinced that that's what Romans 1 says. First. <laughs> oh, okay. Secondly, um, I think that the... It's kind of like saying the flood myths are all the same because they all have similar storylines. But I think when we look at history and because and, that's why anthropology doesn't do this, they don't look at just similarities. We have to look at the differences. Right. And I do think that the differences are significant enough for me to be like, no, this is Israel's tribal deity. Um, because for me, I think when you look at the other creation myths and other things like that, there are significant differences, I think, between the Israel creation myths right. and those other myths. To the point where I, I can say, like, yeah, some of the main characters may stay the same, but they are doing something else. Because even when it was written or when it was you know right. orally transmitted, they were trying to do something. They were trying to make a distinction between themselves and the other nations around them. Yes. So when you read Babylonian creation myth, there is a very distinct parallels within yeah. the Old Testament creation myth. But I feel like there are significant enough differences because they're trying to make that distinction. And that's kind of why I, mm. I feel like those distinctions are important to to God, capital G, as as God. And I feel like when we erase those distinctions, then we kind of run into the mm. idea of, well, then anything, right? I feel like right. universalism becomes much more, you know, and I'm not saying Christian universalism is is a necessarily a bad thing, which is, um, you know, the idea that everyone will eventually come to the knowledge of the one true God. Right. Um, but I do kind of push back against universalism as in like everyone's God is God. Cause there's so yeah. many differences where I'm like, I don't know how you would, you would somehow justify these contradictions. Right. I don't um, think that, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. I feel like the mm -hmm. way I would say it is like, I don't think that anyone's God, anyone's lowercase G God is God. Mm -hmm. I think the mm -hmm. question for me then is how are we certain that our lowercase G God, because if we're defining Yahweh as a tribal deity, right? Mm -hmm. Then how do we know that this tribal deity is the infinite deity? So to me, it's like even like the, the idea of the flood, right? I'm fully mm -hmm. on board with you. Like every, each one of these different cultures and these different people groups, they decided to tell the story in a certain way, mostly to define their own parameters, right? Mm -hmm. Of the us versus them. I think for me, it is like when I see that all of these different places have this flood myth, I'm like, at some point, there was a flood, <laughs> right? Like at some point, yeah, there, was a, so, yeah. there was a massive amount of water. And even like, like geologically, we understand that it's like, there could, it could have been the first time that groundwater really like, but like went up. It could have just been a massive, like tsunami, like movement of water across the earth, yeah. right? It didn't have to necessarily be like the whole earth like went up with water and went down, right? Like, but something- or it could have just been in, in the same location where all the flatness yeah. are located. Yeah, or it could just be the acknowledgement that flooding is probably the most catastrophic shared experience, right? Every cradle of civilization, right? Like has water, right? You need water to survive. And so if every cradle of civilization has water, then every cradle of civilization has the potential for flooding, right? So, right, like, whereas like a tornado is only basically North America, right? Like, you know, like earthquakes, only certain places, blizzards, only certain, but floods, anywhere that there's human, enough human beings to grow into a civilization had the danger of flooding. Right. But so then to me, it is saying that part of, I think, what is so foundational for my pursuit of religion is 
why serve a lesser deity, <laughs> right? And I think that's the argument that is made in a lot of the Old Testament and in a lot of, you know, religious history mm -hmm. and other religions is like, wait, 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 if the deities that we serve are real and they interact with us in a certain way, but mm -hmm. they themselves are in conflict, right? The deities are in conflict the same way we are in conflict then is the, to me, the pursuit of a capital G God is not, is my deity stronger than your deity? It is, are we serving the infinite deity, right? Are we pursuing mm -hmm. that which is infinite? So then in your definition, right, how are you, what is your faith or what is your confidence that Yahweh, the tribal deity of ancient Israel, is the infinite deity. I mean, that's why I don't evangelize. Oh. Uh, I think it is a personal compelling for, for myself, right? Like, I think that it is, a, he is the most compelling deity that I've studied and I've found. Right enough to the point where I believe in his teachings and his character to the point where I've dedicated my life to studying this stuff and to building up a community around those teachings, and that is just me, right? Like, um, and my job or role as a pastor is trying to exposit scripture. I'm trying to teach what he, what I believe that he wants me to teach to his people, and at the end of the day. Um, that's really up to each individual to to buy into. Um, oh. I cannot offer some kind of insanely compelling reason other than the story of Jesus. Like I think what he teaches and how he lived his life is enough of a reason for me. And um, that's all I can really offer another person. And another person's reason may be different from mine. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. I, and I fully understand that. And I don't want to, um, you know, like put anyone else's reasoning yeah. down. Uh, that's that's not what my intention is. And that's mm. not my goal. So I, yeah, but that's my, my personal reason. Yeah. Wow. I, I mean, I, I see that and I understand it. And yeah, I don't put it, I, I see great, tremendous value in it. I think it's so, that it's interesting because that's very different than the way I approach ministry. And granted, I was a youth pastor, right? So mm -hmm. you're doing adult ministry now, and I told him it's a very different ball game, <laughs> right? Oh, I haven't changed since youth ministry. <laughs> okay, well, interesting. So <laughs> yeah. for me as a youth pastor, my approach was that if God is God, if this is an infinite deity, then like you, like the weeds of it, right? How does it work? How does predestination, how does time travel, like all this stuff was all mm -hmm. fair game and was actually very, very fun because it was the same as like physics, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so even in modern medicine or modern science, like we put, we put white men on the moon, <laughs> right? Like we put white men on the moon without a real full grasp of what was going on in space. Like, mm -hmm. we didn't really understand all these things, but we understood enough to put a white man on the moon, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and for me then with religion, it is saying, I loved the fact that my, I felt my job was to challenge people's assumptions, whether that be their assumptions about about non-religious things or religious things, whether that be assumptions about the Bible or whatever. Because if I could make you question it and then make you test it, then we would be closer to the truth and it would be a more functional faith. Because the more you test it, the more functional it is in your life, even if you don't know all the other answers, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and it's, in, like, I loved evangelism. I think it was the, the the thing I was best at, right? Like, I was best at with the kids and even, like, going to, like, school visits. Like, yo, give me your friends that hate religion, that have all the questions. Like, lay it on me. I mean, I was that kid growing up. I didn't grow up religious. So, like, I was that kid, mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. Does it, ev like, 
So if somebody were to come to you and be like, not universalist, but I think what, a, like my fear, like I see on my side, Christian universalism is the extreme that I can fall into. But what I see for yours is that it's almost like Christian polytheism, right? That Jesus is a God, right? A very powerful God, right? One that maybe we should learn from and respect and everything. Well, I would still call him Lord above lords and God above gods, right? So he is the God to But me, is too. he God of gods the way that Henry the, like Henry the whatever is King of England, right? Like, because it, is he Lord of lords only because his kingdom is bigger? Is he Lord of Lords only because he is more powerful than the other gods? So this this is where like the, the omniscience and right. like all powerful like discussions are kind of important, right? Yeah. I do believe he has that capability of reigning in these other gods. But I think in the same way that he's given us some amount of power and responsibility in his creation, so do these other deities. Is been given that permission. Is it's kind God... of like in Job, uh -huh, uh -huh. right? Yeah, yeah, where, the, where, where the Satan, the, the adversary, yeah. approaches his divine counsel, uh -huh. and then he says, you know, I want permission to mess with Job. And then that's when God is like, go ahead, right? It's not necessarily that he is the one that, you know, like he's being challenged by adversaries and opponents. It's more like they exist, and he allows them free reign. Right. For the time being. Right. Yeah. Um, does that mean he's not all powerful? No, I do think he will, he can and will intervene at certain points. But I think it's very obvious when you look at the world that he doesn't often, right? He doesn't do it all the time for every single circumstance. Right. Horrible, awful things happen all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that we, just in the same way that human beings have been given some amount of freedom and, and power in this created world, so too do these other uh, deities. They've been given this power for the time being, um, which is also why I think Paul calls him the prince of the air, you know, the father of lies in, in, in the New Testament, the Satan. Okay. Yeah. And why Satan was able to offer the kingdoms to Jesus. Yeah. Oh, this is Even fascinating. Technically belong to him. Yeah. Right. This is fast. Okay. Let's take... Let's look at the second part of your sentence, right? That God mm -hmm. is love, right? Mm -hmm. Are you saying that as an exclusive statement? Because I think that there is a lot of, in American evangelicalism, the idea mm -hmm. that there are certain characteristics of God that are exclusive to God, right? They're like, mm -hmm. Jesus is love, and therefore, if you're a Muslim, you don't love anybody, <laughs> right? Like, or if you, right? Like, or if you're, right? Like, if you're, if you're not a Christian, then you can't really, really love because only mm -hmm. God is love. How do you respond to that? I would say that God is the truest, most honest, and most like transcendent form of it and human beings as his image bearers we are also capable of imitating that to a certain extent um so i don't think that we are necessarily devoid of love if you're you know if you don't follow yahweh but i do think that um when we follow his example we are following the truest possible definition of of love hmm. the truest possible definition which goes back to our last right like mm -hmm. okay like the purest form of it, I, I believe. Purest form. I think that I don't think often in terms of purity. And maybe it's just, I mean, we can talk about semantically at some point. What is purity, right? Like, what is yeah. purity anyways? Because to me, the idea is that if God is the infinite deity, right, mm -hmm. then... God is the one to whom there is no fear in forever, right? Like if you are a uh -huh. finite being, deity or not, if you're Zeus, 
right? Mm-hmm. If if Zeus is real and Zeus is on a is on a mountain, Zeus mm-hmm. is scared of the future. Zeus does not know the future. Zeus is afraid of death, right? In fact, that's what a lot of mythology Greek mythology is built on, right? The gods right. are like us. They're afraid of death and they want to have kids and like, you know, all this stuff. I think mm-hmm. the thing that makes the idea of the that there is one infinite deity. What gives me hope in that is that there is one being to whom forever is the goal, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you think about modern day, right? You have, there's importance to having people that have short-term thinking, right? We are hungry today, we need food today, so I'm gonna go steal Mm -hmm. this bread, right? Because we need food today. But then you need people who have long-term thinking, right? which is we should not steal the bread because then you will go to prison and then you will not have bread for a very long time, right? Like um, for God, to me, it is this thing where if God is the infinite deity, then God is simultaneously thinking about forever in both directions, past and future, Mm -hmm. and thinking about this present moment. Like even while Mm -hmm. you and I are talking or every time somebody prays or struggles and we ask that question, why doesn't God intervene? So Mm -hmm. often for me, it is what intervention would you ask for if you were capable of seeing the infinite? Mm -hmm. If you were capable of seeing forever into the future, right? What action would you do today? Um, And so when we think about God is love, I think for me, it is, yeah, pure maybe is that, but I always will, right, like we both have kids, right? We are loving our kids the best we can simultaneously in the moment that they're in, right? Mm -hmm. We're trying, and this is the thing I struggle with, right? Like, how, making sure to love them right now as they are, whatever age they are on whatever day we're at, right? Whatever moment we have. But we're also trying to love them for who they are in the future, right? Mm-hmm. One day when my kids are like 20-something years old, right? And they're like, I really want to try heroin, right? Because I think it'll make me really happy right now. And I'll be like, mm-hmm. it would make you really happy for a few minutes, right? Like maybe even for a few hours, But your long-term happiness is at a disadvantage. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas I think for me that the trepidation of seeing God as the most powerful tribal deity is that then God is no longer concerned. And this is, I think, actually a really big question. Is God concerned about the forever of everyone or is God only concerned about the future of God's people. I think it's everyone. I mean, I think if 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 you look just at the Bible, right, the trajectory from the beginning to the end is toward everyone. Um, I think that Christians who are not applying a good, like, more well-rounded hermeneutic might claim it's only for God's people. But I think you are reading certain passages and only taking those passages. Because there are plenty of passages that do invite everyone, mm-hmm. right? Um, even the fact that the mission was toward Gentiles through most of Acts, I think is a clear indicator that this was never meant to be a tribal thing forever, right? Mm. I think my definition of him as tribal deity currently is just because I think we've lost that uh, mm-hmm. over the centuries. Mm-hmm. A lot of white people have just completely erased that part of God. Yeah. And so we've lost a huge chunk of who God really was as he revealed himself to us in the Old Testament because we're just unwilling to read it through a Jewish lens. Right. Um, because of, you know, histories of anti-Semitism and all this other stuff. Uh-huh. And so to me, like that, that is an essential quality of who God is. But is that how he's going to stay? I don't think so, and I don't think the, I don't think that's how he stayed, uh, just according to scripture alone. Right. Um, I think he is the God um, over overall right now, and that that is my my current understanding of of who God is or where he is. Right? Okay. He is interested in the forever of all of his creation. 
um, not just his people. Okay. Uh, All right. So then let's talk a little bit. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of ways we can go there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could talk about like Christian Zionism, especially right now with like Israel, Gaza. But oh god, <laughs> I, I don't know. If we have time for that. But we, we can get yeah. to that at some other point. I mean, I will say one of the things that I'm I'm trying to figure out is mm-hmm. why it's so hard for me right now with the Israel Gaza situation. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, there's so much. I think evangelicalism, like Christian Zionism, even that I was indoctrinated in that I wasn't aware of, right? Because mm-hmm. I agree with what you're saying. I think that there's a lot of American evangelical, white evangelicalism that has basically erased a certain amount of the Jewishness of the Bible while mm-hmm. also keeping a very small amount of it, right? Only the empire parts. Yeah, the empire parts of it. And that's why, to me, I'm like, something in that is why Israel Gaza is so... <laughs> hard right now is so sticky um but i wanted to talk a little bit about then on a cosmological perspective right Mm -hmm. so on a cosmological perspective now that we are understanding the scope of our universe right Mm -hmm. nebulas and galaxies and all these things how does that get incorporated into your definition of god I think he is still the creator God um, mm-hmm. over all of those things too. Um, now, an interesting question is, how do you feel about aliens? Yes. Or intelligent life? Not necessarily just life. How about intelligent life? I do, do think? not think that the Bible excludes the possibility. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah. I'm on the other end. Oh, you think we're alone? Yeah. I think we're alone. Oh, fascinating. I think there are possibly other species, like, but intelligent life, I'm not sure. Um, or if they are intelligent, there's going to be something fundamentally different about them and us, and that's going to be for next week for yeah. our, what yeah. is a human discussion. Yeah. yeah, we can talk about what is a human. Okay. Yeah. I yeah I think that the more I understand about the cosmology of the universe, and even the more I understand about like atomic theory and quantum theory. To me, it is this expansion of what God must be, right? That Mm -hmm. God, if God is the infinite deity, then God has knowledge, God has presence, and God has power. And now whether we use Mm -hmm. omni or not, right, doesn't, you know, like, I think, but to me, as God has presence, power, and knowledge in Mm -hmm. all of those things, and therefore the things we learn about that right, helps us to understand God, right? Mm -hmm. So, and yeah, I mean, this will bleed into the idea of like souls and do human beings have souls and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that changes, right? Like, I think there's a lot of questions that we have about the way our world works. And we talk about like the evil in the world and wars and genocide and all that stuff. A lot of it changes if God is the God of whatever plane of existence our souls, right, exist on, Mm -hmm. right? If God is the God of these Andromeda galaxies and these, you know, massive supernova stars, collisions, right? Like, oh, what does that mean? Um, Okay, so now then, what, when you are interacting with church people, Right, because mm-hmm. I'm gonna assume that whoever listens to this is probably a church person, right? <laughs> like you know, or an ex-church person, right? We shall see. Well, yeah. we shall see. If any, right? Yeah. It, it, what, what about this? Do you feel people are struggling to believe, and why is that struggle there? Well, you go first then with your. Your definition is infinite. I think it is. I think when I talk to a lot of it is the concept of infinity, right? Mm -hmm. I think that the idea of infinity is something that most people give lip service to, but most people Mm -hmm. have not stopped to think about, right? Mm -hmm. That, right? What what does it mean if God does know your every thought or is capable of knowing your every thought? What does it mean if God understands how every single atom interacts with every single other atom? What does it mean if God can see the future and therefore knows 
all of the potential ramifications of every action that is made, right? Mm -hmm. Like, why doesn't God heal this person? Well, if God can look in the future and see all the, all the things that would happen, right? Like, to me, it is, I think, the concept of an infinite deity, not just a more powerful, not just the most powerful, right? Mm -hmm. What When you start thinking about an infinite deity, that is what's really hard to believe, and it's really hard to wrap your mind around. But to me, it's also where the most comfort lies. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's what Job says, right? Yeah. Like, I, you know, like, I, at the end of what you know, there's more, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, and he goes, well, yeah. Sorry, God. <laughs> yeah. Although after have, you have you after seen all my kids have died. And have you seen the, Have you seen the Good Omens episode about Job? No, I tried Good Omens, but I couldn't. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If you're not a Neil Gaiman fan, I would say it's hard. Uh -huh. Like, but there's one episode. Well, I, I liked his stuff. I liked some of his stuff. Oh, so really? I was I was kind of disappointed. Yeah. In one episode, one there's one episode in season two where they talk about Job, and it's really, uh -huh. really good. It's I like I don't agree with all the theology, but I'm like it's very provoking. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that uh, what everything you said is you know very yeah. in line with what Scripture says. Yeah, I, I agree. Cause, yeah, because that's why even for me, like I have this struggle right now, which is when I talk mm -hmm. to people, especially I meet new people. There's a lot of people that will say, oh, I believe in God, right? Mm -hmm. I just don't believe in blank, right? I don't believe mm -hmm. in Christianity. I don't believe in the church. Maybe to some degree, I don't believe in Jesus, right? And we can mm -hmm. talk about, I mean, we'll talk about the incarnate deity later at some point, right? Ooh, like, that, yeah, that's going to be a big one. Yeah, what does it mean for us to think that Jesus is this, like, to <laughs> infinite deity, yeah. right? Um but what I, what I see is like, there's a lot of people that will be like, I still believe in God, right? Mm -hmm. Like, or I still, like, and maybe even though they'll, fr I still believe in a higher power. I think that there is not, and even like the atheistic camp, right? Like when I talk to a lot mm -hmm. of people who are atheists, I think it's why simulation theory is so popular amongst atheists, oh, right? right? Because right. it allows me to still believe in a higher power I just think that higher power is robots or people from the future right. or whatever it is, right? right? Mm -hmm. I do not think that there are a lot of people, actually, I've not encountered that many people who will fundamentally believe there is no yeah. God. Me too. Right? Yeah. I've, I've rarely met people who are just completely nihilistic in the yeah. sense of like, yeah. there's absolutely nothing. It's like, that's a really hard take. Yeah. <laughs> so, but then it's weird um, because our education system is built around that, right? Like, I mean, I see it in my kids as they grow up. I definitely see it the way I grew up, right? Like, and I don't think it's intentional the way that like, you know, conservative fear mongers are like, they're trying to take God out of schools, right? <laughs> like, you know, I don't think it's that. I think it's just that our education system has been tasked to try to teach things that are non-offensive to the populace, right? And therefore, teaching physics and biology and chemistry from you, because you either, like, there's really only two choices, I think, right? Or maybe I, mm -hmm. I, always, I always black and white things, but when I see it as black and white, it's you, you either teach it entirely nihilistic, which is what we've chosen mm -hmm. to do, which or you have to teach it with philosophy and religion because you which have is what they used to do which is what they used to do right which yeah. is what you know pythagoras and socrates and all of them did right, right? right to say that hey the same way we question reality is how we are questioning the divinity right, right. um do you think that what do, well what do you think about that <laughs> i have so many questions but... yeah no i i think i think we should i i think you're right like we should it should be more holistic education. I think uh, we've kind of leaned really hard on one side just to try and not offend other people. Uh -huh. um, and it's like, and I, I get that that would be a much more complicated and more difficult curriculum to teach, uh -huh. but I think it'll be worth it in the end. Um, I mean, everything gets harder with globalism, with people like all being interconnected and right. like different cultures and other situations and contexts being put, put into play. Like it's always going to be more complex, right? But I do think it is worth worth doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I do think that I'm just piggyback off of um, your previous question and then your answer. Like, 
I actually, because I'm I'm seeing mostly Christians, right? Mm -hmm. um, I do have friends that that aren't, but um, when I look at the Christian side of things, like the main issue that I'm seeing, right, the main roadblock for a lot of this stuff, is kind of a tendency toward dogmatism and tribalism, like. There needs to, there's a sense of like, we need to be different. Like we need to be exclusively different. And if not, then I don't want to be this anymore. And I don't get that. I'm so confused by that because it's like, but because I teach them about the way of Jesus. And right. then a lot of them are like, well, how does that differ from who someone who doesn't believe in Jesus doing that? And it's like, to me, the difference is Jesus. Like, Right. I love Jesus. I'm in a relationship with Jesus and I'm doing this as an outpouring of my dedication to him. That's the difference. <laughs> like just because it looks the same doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, this is this is all baloney and right. like hey, we should just go and be whatever we want to be. Um and I, that's where I kind of I see a lot of the contention. Um mm -hmm. and, and that's where I'm I'm hearing what you're saying of of your friends that are like, I believe in God, but I don't believe in the church, right? I don't right. like these experiences there. And I, all I can really do is apologize when I hear this thing where right. I'm like, that sucks. That shouldn't be that way. Uh -huh. Church should be an open, welcoming place for everybody. And any church that's not, any church that tries to be exclusive or closes its doors or tells people that they are not welcome, I would argue is not following the way of Christ. But yeah. wouldn't then a definition of God as a tribal deity, isn't it, does, doesn't that lend itself to that tribalism? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what the Israelites did, right? Mm -hmm. And God God punishes them. He rebukes them for right. for for putting him in this box, right? Mm -hmm. As their personal tribal deity. And I think what's really interesting about the human experience is that we are doing the exact same thing. We just can't keep doing the same thing, right? And in our attempt to continue to box God in, we've done some atrocious things, mm -hmm. some horrible, awful things to other people, other image bearers. Right. Because um, I think that's what God wants. I think he wants it to be open. I want he, I think he wants to be God above all and Lord over everyone. But we are not really giving him a chance to do that um, mm -hmm. because we're so tribalistic, so like self-centered about the way we follow God and Jesus. And it's like, our team needs to win. Like we need to be on top, kind of a thing. And it's like, man, we need to we need to really kind of veer away from all this stuff. Yeah, you know, money yeah. and other things get yeah. involved in. And yeah, well, makes it even harder. As yeah. I'm, I um, for those listening, right? I am trying to figure out what I, how I want to build a new church community around me. Uh, I've been experimenting with this thing called not a church, um, which I you know, I struggle with, but we can talk about that at a different time. Um, but I do think that one of my, one of the things that keeps coming back and it's, I feel like it's one of the foundational things of what I'm trying to figure out is right. If God is the infinite deity, if truth is that, which always is right. Then, then whatever, however we build our community, right. The us is everyone, right. That there is no them, Right, mm -hmm. that there is right. There's not a physics for us and a physics for them. There's not a chemistry mm -hmm. for us and a chemistry for them. Right, mm -hmm. there is just that which is. And so, therefore, I think one of the things that is always that I, I mean, it's why I got excommunicated because I was like, wait, if if sexuality is different for different people, then we can't have a different dogma for us than for mm -hmm. them, right? Like, because right. I think that when you said that the dogma, to me, that's the thing of what is dogma? What is legalism? It's saying mm -hmm. these are rules that we follow, that we want, that we think everyone should follow, right? And if you don't, then you're out. And you're if not you a don't, part of then this, you're yeah. out, right? And I but, I, but I do think that there is importance because if God is the infinite deity, there are rules we have to follow. And that's for me coming from science, right? Like mm -hmm. we don't fly airplanes in defiance of physics. We defy, mm -hmm. we fly airplanes in our understanding and acceptance of physics, right? Mm -hmm. Like in the same way then we cannot have one rule, one rule set of God for us, 
or more, I think most even, one rule set for them that is different for us, mm -hmm. right? Um, and to me, like, that is, I, I think I understand, like, in the tribal mentality of God, which I would theorize people that have grown up in church communities probably feel a lot more subconsciously, right? Mm -hmm. Because you've always been in that tribe. You've always been in the right. Korean Christian tribe, right? Mm -hmm. And so the thought of, oh my gosh, am I going to get kicked out of this tribe, right, is so, so scary. Whereas mm -hmm. for me, I think one of my, I mean, difficulties, advantages, whatever you call it, you know, is that I didn't grow up in the tribe, right? Mm -hmm. Like I adopted the tribe and then I got kicked right. out of the tribe, right? Like, but the mentality is, but for God is not which tribe is more right. It's right. not which God is more powerful. It's if God is the infinite deity, then he is as true as every other field of science, right? Mm -hmm. And should be approached with that mentality. Yeah. I agree. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a very ecumenical Christian. I yeah. Think. I think yeah. it's funny. I feel like we're seeing like, yeah, I think I tend to lean on the Christian universalist side and then, yeah, I don't know if you're, I don't know, yo, if you're on the, I don't know what you would call it. Open, are, are you a, like, which way do you lean? Like, what are you, what is your, what is your heretical fear? <laughs> um, I'm probably like pretty solidly annihilationist. Um, oh wait, what does that mean? It's the one where instead of like eternal burning pit of of doom, it's a oh, it uh, recreates it's, everything, uh, or you're destroyed, you're completely destroyed. <laughs> okay, your existence we, is snuffed out. Yeah, we will save that for <laughs> I guess our definition of heaven at some point. We'll we'll do heaven and hell. And yeah. Then we can, yeah. Oh, be interesting. Okay. All right. Well, to close this out, right? I want to change my definition or I want to add to it, but I don't know how. Same. <laughs> right? But I would, I would, I, because the thing is, um, I think that because our questions are intentionally broad, yeah. I think our answers are being intentionally broad yeah. too. But when you talk, I'm like, I agree with that. Like, yeah, and I feel like that's, I don't disagree. Yeah, yeah, that's what because I think to me it's like that the infinite deity. What it's missing is the presentness that you have with the God is love and the tribalism mm -hmm. too, right? Mm -hmm. Like the tribalism yeah. is it's a reference to like, hey, God is not just some cosmic nebulous force, right? Right. Like God is the God of Israel and the God of right. you know of there's a specific one you're yeah. supposed to look at. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And mm -hmm. I do think I want to include that a little bit in my definition, but I'm not sure how to fit it in. Mm. Yeah. But then again, if we could correctly define God. <laughs> yeah, we have some, some, yeah. Yeah, we'd have something great on our yeah, hands. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Let's just pick four letters and leave out the vowels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like... Um, all right, cool. Okay. So, uh, our next one is going to be, uh, what is human anyways? I uh, mm -hmm. look really looking forward to that one. Then we will have three podcasts. They will all be up on Apple podcasts and then we may start doing some more spicy ones. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, if you're following along with us, we hope you enjoy this and, in whatever way we create for you to interact with us, I'm not sure yet, <laughs> Instagram or something, uh, we hope you'll interact and we hope that these discussions have been fruitful for you as a listener. Yeah. All right. Amen. I always feel like we should pray, but I'm like, I don't think that's what this <laughs> podcast is. <laughs> Let's just do the Korean thing and clap. <laughs> No, as the as the pastor, I, I don't want to. <laughs> no thanks. Uh, all right, that is it.